Hello, and welcome to the Auditory Chronicles podcast, a monthly program bringing you short tales for your listening pleasure. I'm your host, John McKenzie. In this episode, we are proud to bring you an adaptation of an original story written in 1999. We begin as a young couple leaves the comfort of a small town to start their new life. A House for Rent, adapted from the short story by Michael D. Hall. The autumn sky was clear and blue. A bright golden sun filled the landscape with an almost iridescent glow. Luminous yellow and orange leaves floated down from the maple tree and hugged the curb near Laura's house. A sold sign on her front lawn was looking a little weathered since it had been there over a month. The house was all but empty. All the furniture had been sold in the biggest garage estate sale on the block. Now, there were only memories. Life had been difficult for Laura ever since her mother died, but for her father it was intolerable. Now, he too was gone. While he was alive, Laura's father did very well with his business. He died knowing that he would leave his daughter with a nice inheritance. This was no comfort for Laura. Sadly, with her parents gone, there was nothing left for her in this small town where she had spent her entire life. Laura's husband Tom had become tired of small town living years ago, but for Laura he stayed. With no immediate family left, they were to leave this town with a clean break. It was now or never. Tom had already found a financial opportunity in California. Laura knew that she might never see this town again, and perhaps she didn't care. Laura's mind was absorbed by thoughts of what the future might hold. The drive west was as smooth as silk, and the weather was fantastic. Laura thought it was almost too easy. Things aren't worth getting unless you work for them, she always told Tom. Tom was of another mind. If there are two roads to take, Tom replied, and one is a dirt road full of rocks and the other one is paved, then why make it difficult for yourself? Take the easier road. They both lead to the same place. After five days on the road with only a few brief stops along the way, they arrived in Southern California, the area they would call their new home. The charming town where they had planned to settle had elements of a lost era when farmers grew oranges and movie stars lived there in sprawling mansions. Although this city was much larger than the one they had left, it still had the charm of a Midwest town. To Laura, this was all new and exciting. Tom seemed anxious to settle in and find a place to live while Laura patiently hoped that he would just relax and enjoy this new experience in their lives. It was late afternoon when Laura and Tom arrived at the motel where they were going to stay temporarily. After checking in and bringing their bags into their room from the car, Tom left to get a newspaper. Laura fell across the bed she was beat from traveling all day and fell asleep almost as soon as Tom had closed the door behind him. When Laura awoke, it was evening and Tom had returned. He was diligently looking through the classified ads. I found some places to check out, Tom whispered to his wife, who was still only half awake. Houses for rent that might be just right. Anything with a kitchen. Laura sat up on the bed and brushed the hair from her face. Are you saying that it's time to get something to eat? Tom asked as he put away the newspaper and walked over to Laura. He kissed her on the cheek and picked up the car keys from the nightstand. Guess it's time to feed the wife. Tom, you make it sound like a chore, Laura said as they both gave a laugh, the first one either of them had had in weeks. It was going to be an evening out on the town, just the two of them. In the morning, they would start looking for a place to live. 
A shroud of fog blanketed the town when daylight returned the next morning. Tom was already awake when Laura opened her eyes to the new day. She noticed that he still seemed anxious, preoccupied. Her husband was more concerned about finding a place to live than she first thought. Over scrambled eggs, bacon, and pancakes at a nearby diner, Tom continued to search the classified ads for houses while Laura browsed through the calendar section. When he glanced up briefly to meet his wife's reassuring smile, Tom noticed a rental ad pinned to the flyer-filled bulletin board on the wall behind Laura's head. He reached over and pulled the ad down to read it. House for rent, comfy three-bedroom home in well-established area. The ad listed other vitals including fireplace and fully remodeled kitchen. However, missing from the ad was the rental price and the contact phone number. Only the address was shown at the bottom of the flyer. Tom folded up the flyer and put it in his pocket before continuing his search for other interesting prospects. Laura raised an eyebrow at this. Not going to let anyone see the ad? Who needs the competition? Tom grinned. After breakfast, Tom and Laura drove to the outskirts of town. Despite the overcast day, Laura seemed to be the more cheerful of the two as she took in the sights of her new environment with wonder and a smile. The first rental they decided to see on their list was the house from the strange flyer. Stopping at a curb stenciled with the address, they saw a house at the top of a small hill. It was an older Spanish-style house, though very well kept. Laura was surprised that the front porch wasn't crowded with prospective renters. Despite Tom taking the flyer, they surely could not have been the only ones who had seen it. And yet, there was no sign of anyone around. Perhaps the house had already been rented. Walking up the path leading to the front door, Tom knocked. There was no answer. Tom and Laura exchanged puzzled glances before Tom stepped to the side and looked through the front window. He could see that the living room was fully furnished, but there was no one inside. Tom knocked on the front door again. By chance, he tried to turn the doorknob and found that the door was unlocked. Tom turned to Laura as he pushed the front door, which creaked slightly as it opened. Do you think we should go in? He asked his wife. Laura stared at Tom for a moment and quietly shrugged. Tom stuck his head into the open doorway. Hello, is anyone home? He called into the house. Laura peered over Tom's shoulder so that she could also see inside. They wouldn't have left the door open if they didn't want people to go in, Tom reasoned. Laura repeated something she remembered her mother saying long ago. We shouldn't go in uninvited. She put a hand on Tom's arm. There's no one home. I think it would be better if we came back later. This isn't the only house on our list. As Tom often demonstrated, his upbringing was different from Laura's. He continued to step through the doorway. Well, we're here now, so why not take advantage of it? To Laura, this seemed like another example of Tom's wanting to take the easier road. He continued. We'll just take a quick look around. I mean, we are prospective tenants. Laura walked further into the entryway right behind Tom and looked around. Is anyone home? She called out, not sure if she wanted a reply. Laura made up her mind that she was going to decide quickly on whether or not this house was the place for them. Once past the entryway, they stood in the arched opening of the living room. From the beamed ceiling to the cozy fireplace, the living room alone made it seem like this house was more than they could have expected. It's beautiful, Laura whispered in amazement. 
She was now anxious to see more of the house. It's just what we're looking for. Let's take a look at the rest of it, Tom said, as if he had read her mind. Tom took Laura by the hand and stepped toward the shadowy hall leading to the back of the house where the dining room and kitchen were likely to be. As they took a few steps, they suddenly heard a noise clatter from the back of the house. It sounded as if something had fallen over or a door had rattled shut. Whatever the sound was, it made Laura stop dead in her tracks. Her excitement to see the rest of the house was suddenly gone. Tom? She whispered hesitantly, beginning to feel again like they should never have entered the house uninvited. Tom turned to Laura. It's nothing. Probably just the landlord or renting agent. He started forward again, but Laura did not move. I'm not going to step another foot into this house, Tom, Laura said firmly. Tom smiled, trying to comfort his wife. I think you're being silly, but fine. He patted Laura's hand as he released her grip. Stay here by the door and I'll go check it out. You'll see. It'll be okay. Laura attempted to smile as Tom kissed her and winked. He then turned and walked toward the rooms at the back of the house. As Tom disappeared around another entryway, Laura tried to relax. She looked around again and tried to imagine herself living in this house. Maybe Tom was right. This could be the house they were looking for. Then, Laura peered down a side hallway, likely leading to the bedrooms. After a moment, she turned her attention to the hallway where Tom had gone. He was still deep in the back of the house, and she could not see him. Laura took a deep breath and began thinking she might venture off on her own to prove to herself and to Tom that she could overcome her foolish nervousness. She looked toward the side hallway again and took a step forward. For a moment, she thought she saw movement, like a shadow flicking past on the back wall. Was someone there? Hello? Laura called out quietly. Without moving her feet, she leaned forward, trying to peer closer. Suddenly, she felt something touch her shoulder. Laura quickly turned, nearly screamed. To her surprise, an older woman was standing in front of her, silhouetted by the light of the opened front door. The woman stared at Laura. I'm Elaine, she spoke in a straightforward voice. Are you here to rent the house? You scared me half to death, Laura spoke timidly as Tom returned from the back of the house. Yes, Tom jumped in. We're interested in renting this place. Saw your flyer at the diner on 5th Street. We tried knocking and no one answered. Hope you don't mind. We let ourselves in. Of course not. Elaine continued to speak with a matter-of-fact tone. Well, you're welcome to continue looking around. As you may recall from the flyer, this is a fully furnished house with three bedrooms, two and a half baths, a nice kitchen and patio. The rent's a thousand a month. Laura and Tom could not believe their ears. Based on the little of the house that Laura had seen, she figured it would be renting for two or three times that amount, or more. A thousand a month, Laura restated. Elaine replied without batting an eye. Correct, and there will be no haggling. Tom smiled. No, of course not, he said to Elaine before turning his grin toward Laura. Laura and Tom finished their walkthrough of the house and found that it exceeded their hopes and expectations. There was a room for Laura's home office as well as a space for the art studio Tom wanted to set up. Despite her earlier apprehension, Laura had to admit that everything about the house was what she wanted. 
None of the other houses she and Tom visited later in the afternoon could compare, either by features or by cost. On the way back to the motel, they decided to rent the house that Elaine had shown them. After checking out of the motel, Laura and Tom returned to the house to sign the rental agreement before anyone else had a chance to rent the place from under them. Laura thought that checking out of the motel was premature, but Tom seemed excited for them to move into their new home. Luckily, Elaine was still there when they knocked on the door. Laura thought that maybe Elaine was staying in the house. When asked about this, Elaine replied, No, I don't live here. No, no. She was still shaking her head as she led the young couple into the living room, explaining, I am here to introduce you to the house. What do you mean, introduce us? Laura asked, feeling her hard-earned comfort starting to fade again. Well, you know, Elaine started. People talk, but no one gets the story straight. Laura and Tom's blank, unknowing expression caused Elaine to pause. Surely you know the story behind this house, Elaine stated expectantly. Everyone does. Tom and Laura looked at each other. Neither one of them had a clue as to what Elaine was talking about. Of course, you are from out of town, Elaine acknowledged with a nod. How could you know? Calmly, Elaine continued. Perhaps you should have a seat. Laura and Tom took their seats on the living room couch. The house suddenly seemed very quiet as Elaine spoke. There is something I must tell you. Elaine began slowly. It is the mystery of this house. We hope you've enjoyed part one of A House for Rent, adapted from the short story by Michael D. Hall, as read by J.T. And what is the mystery that Elaine is about to tell Laura and Tom? Find out as we conclude our season finale in part two of A House for Rent, available now on our website and on our iTunes Store podcast feed. While visiting our website at auditorychronicles.com, you'll find out more information about the show, as well as links to our Twitter feed and Facebook page. For Auditory Chronicles, I'm John McKenzie. Thanks for listening.